Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. All right, here we go. Here we go. Everybody. Hey. We have a big, full house right now. How many people are in the room right now with us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten myself. Ten people in this little studio. And then there's another ten outside the at studio. Least, at least, yeah. Yeah. We got like we probably got what, twenty five ish? It's pretty awesome. Here in the studio? It's pretty it's pretty wild. This is the biggest crew we've ever had here. Yep. We're playing another cheese original find right here. Mm. The juice. The juice. It's a good one. Does it get you going or what? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It gets my juices flowing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm flowing right now. I'm flowing right into the rest of the show um, because we have something very special we got to talk about right here at the top of the show. It's been a long time in the works, but ladies and gentlemen, I finally get to roll out the Joe Resington in-studio intro because ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Joe Resington is in-house. Special intro just for Joe. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of your kids made that, then? Oh! Wow, man. I, I, I worked hard for that. And the value of this is negative. <laughs> Joe is unimpressed. He is unimpressed. Well, it's good to have you in studio either way. I'll try harder next time. I saved that. I've been sitting on that for like two weeks. thinking <laughs> Joe's going to like this, you know, because it's metal and Joe's metal. Yeah, man. But you know what's strange? I'm, I've come all the way 5,000 miles. We're on this live stream together, and we can't even see each other. <laughs> Actually, I think it works. You know? I think it works. He likes but not looking at you. Changed. It's less distracting because, uh, you know, like having to watch you uh, think and use your face is very distracting. So having this monitor in front of you kind of makes you like Wilson from Home Improvement. It's like reverse <laughs> Wilson right now. <laughs> That sounds. That's great. <laughs> okay, it's all right by me. Do yeah, you. No, you hear all this crowd back here. Yeah, how crazy? How great is that? All right. I like how it's actually not a loop. Like there's le- just legitimately yeah. a party going on. It is. There's a party going on out there. Wes is going to show up soon. He's uh, stopping by and doing a beer run. Um, but I'm also very excited to welcome into the studio the one, the only Martin Wimpress. Hello, sir. Hello, good Wimpy. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah. Do you mind if I tell people about uh, the vehicle that you and Popey have? Uh... Feel free. So uh, they have what they call a hire car, right? Yeah. A hire car, uh, which is what we call a rental. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they they got the most Amer. I mean, you could have. I suppose you could have gotten like a huge Hummer or an SUV, but you went a much better route. They got themselves a fully decked out Dodge Challenger, and it is the American. Wait classic. a second. It, to make it the most American, it needs to be like gunmetal gray. 
There's just a really fancy like sports black with yellow highlights on it. Yeah, which works. wow. Okay. It's like the special edition or something like <laughs> it that. It is. Yeah, the, the guy the guy looked at us and he smiled. We we we'd, we'd pre-booked some very ordinary saloon car, and he looked at both of us and he said, "Do you guys want to have some fun?" Oh my and we goodness. Were like, yeah. And uh, yeah, we got um, an upgrade to the Dodge Challenger for twenty eight dollars. It's a golden upgrade for twenty eight dollars. Yeah. yeah, and and it's we're the first people to ever drive it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's brand new. So how many miles did it have on it? It had a hundred miles on the clock when we got in it. Wow. wow. <laughs> so what did you guys get it up to yesterday on our drive? Uh, we're up to 311 miles now. No, I mean speed-wise. Oh, so, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, do we want to confess that? No. Oh, you I might mean, not yeah. want to, actually. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But you put it through its paces. Yeah. Uh, we certainly like the sound it makes when you go fast. <laughs> <laughs> we went for a bit of a drive. It was good. I took them out to um, the spot that we took the kids last weekend with the Baker Mountain in the background and the lake. Mm-hmm. and. Oh, man. It just was a perfect spot to go to. So you had, so. You had plenty of twisty roads to drive on then? We had lots we of straight roads. Uh, <laughs> straight roads where you can really make the engine growl. Yeah. And then some twisty roads where uh, you can clench your butt cheeks. <laughs> 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 and clenching we did. Although I think more clenching was had in Noah's car than... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> Considering... It's literally a two-seater, this car, right? You can't, you can't really get a third person in no. the back. But somebody was so scared of Noah's driving that they actually volunteered to cramp themselves in the back of our car on yeah. the way back. We were considered the safe option. And he's a tall gentleman, too. He's yeah. a tall gentleman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Noah's driving a Camry. It's not a performance car. Uh, but that doesn't stop Noah from driving it like one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, we are lucky this week, too, to have Ange back in studio once Woo. again. And um, we were talking about your trip to Canada last week, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you went and uh, learned to take a punch. Yep. And um, you took uh, you took advantage of another Canadian classic tradition yes, well, while you're up there. The martial arts uh, seminar was actually secondary to this first goal, which was to try poutine. Wow. Oh. So this was the reason you went. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I know. But uh, like a year and a half ago, Chase went to Canada, and I, he was tweeting about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need that in my mouth. You know, like, where? As where one, can I uh, get that? As one says, right? <laughs> and, oh, the whole other room erupts. Okay, I yeah. mean, that's how I talk, guys, but uh, thanks. Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, so... I did find, I went to Triple O's and I got a burger and a shake and poutine and it was amazing. Um, I really liked it and uh, I sent a picture to Chase and to our resident Canadian, Alan. Yeah, we got to get Alan yeah. Juden here. You got to weigh in, Alan. If the poutine came as a side, you didn't have real poutine. Oh. Oh, really? It could be a main course. It was fast food. It, it needs to be. Yeah, you don't want, you got to find real poutine uh, where it's the whole meal and, you know, it's not shredded mozzarella on top it was cheese curds it was curd okay. it was curds but yeah if it's a side that's, that's it was a only side approximation of poutine oh. Oh. what did you think of the approximation just imagine right what the real thing is like okay yeah. it's like when when we brought uh we, we brought uh, uh it was was it was wimpy were you with was we i don't think it was just popey that was with us when we went to mod pizza right uh, we were both there. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Okay, so you can speak to this then. And for the benefit um, of the audience, Popey's on the other side of the room nodding yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, these guys think it's good pizza. You know, they like, you Mod just don't know. It's good yeah. pizza? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's decent. It is good pizza. But it's yeah. not great pizza. It's right? not Round Table. Well, no, I'm going to find out. Round Table is better. Round Table is better. That's a great example. That's not. I was thinking Jimmy's. Jimmy's is amazing. Yeah, that's Jimmy's right. Jimmy's is I top. Think we should take them to Jimmy's. Jimmy's doesn't give me GI issues anymore. <laughs> Yay, Rand. <laughs> um, so. I, 
I yeah. See, it's it's what I'm saying. It's relative. So like if yeah. you if you haven't had great poutine and then you go there, and you're like, this is pretty good. Right. You don't have any reference. Right. Well, I will say the brown ga- gravy was like very. It tasted just like American brown gravy. Oh. It, there was nothing is special about the gravy. Is that accurate, Alan? Is it supposed to just be regular? Yeah, get on the mic there. Yeah, it, you got it at a fast food place, so obviously they weren't making a vat of gravy. Damn it, Ange. Like, yeah. Damn it, you messed this thing up. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, if I would have consulted with Alan first, I might have made a better choice, so yeah. I will I will do that. There's always a redo. It wasn't scratch gravy. Is what exactly. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, if, if the gravy came from a powder or something. Yeah. <laughs> what you, it's, it's fast food. What you can only It's only going to get so good. Yeah. So would you have again? Yeah, yeah. You like? I'll, I'll try to find it. Uh, you know, legit. Better place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is it all soggy fries though? Nope. No. But the, the, you really, the fries are very important. Though, yes, you have to do like the double dip on the fryer thing, yeah. right? Yeah. You got to get the fries hot. Yeah. And let them cook on the inside, and then cook on the outside more, so you can get crispy on the outside, so that the gravy doesn't make them soggy. So Canadians double dip their fries. Is what you're saying? Uh, well. If you're doing them for protein, you definitely need to do it that way. Because huh. mm-hmm. you're going to soak them in gravy, and you don't want soggy fries. But you want to be able to eat them. You don't want limp fries because right. they're all soggy. Right, yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's good poutine advice we just got here on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. That's valuable poutine information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breaking see, poutine. It's spoiled. Like, uh, when we have people from Europe at the, the BSD conference in Canada, it's in Ottawa, right on the border with Quebec. So it's got, like, very, very authentic poutine. Hmm. Uh, and so... It's a little easy. I, I don't know how you would get authentic poutine on the West Coast. I don't know if there's Gotta make it a place yourself, that does it or what. Yeah, I, I don't know. Chase might know. There, but. There's a chain. Like I've seen, I've seen a smoked poutine restaurant in Berkeley in California before. So the chain does spread to the U.S. sometimes. Hmm. Well, Ange, now you have more of a mission to complete there. Yes, I do. So the poutine review from you, though, from what you tried, positive, would do mm-hmm. again. Yes. Never had it. Never had it. The cheese curds turned me off on it. I don't like it. I don't know what it is. I'm just. Uh, are the cheese curds like lumpy, or they do they get like creamy whenever they? They're kind of lumpy. Like Ugh. you know when you have a brick of cheese. Yeah. They just took the curds and squished them together into a brick, right? I you know, know that, right? I know. I like know. it's just. It's just. I have a hard time with cottage not cheese. Processed cheese. Well, it's not cottage, cottage cheese. cheese is, it's nothing like that. There's no. There's no watery bits. It's just a slightly odd shaped chunk of cheese. Okay. If it's not watery, I can. It's deal definitely with it. not watery. Okay. It should be dry. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Boy, now I know what to look for, like too. Your normal brick of cheese is just, they took those curds and just compressed them together. Yeah. I, I have I have cheese issues in general. I mean, not cheese, but I mean cheese. You know, right. not not Adam cheese, but cheese cheese. I just have a hard <laughs> time with it. Although I've been coming, I'm turning into an old man. I don't know if, if, if anybody else does this, but uh, I'm enjoying cheese and nuts now. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with you looking at me as you say the word old man. <laughs> I'm just trying to identify with anybody that might enjoy cheese and nuts. <laughs> yeah, I gave Angela too. You looked at me. That's <laughs> I know. I'm cheese and bacon, not cheese and nuts. <laughs> Nobody does this, like a little walnuts and some Asiago cheese or something. Well, I mean, that's like the what is it? The the P3 Power Pack. Yeah, that's where I started that getting hip like to this. Is on the airplanes. The, the, the airplanes are serving me these arms. protein packs, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what I could do? I could have a protein pack at home. Mm-hmm. Well, balance breaks um, are made at the grocery yeah. store, yeah. and I do those sometimes, but yep. I'm not supposed to have nuts. No nuts? Mm-mm. Hmm. I bet you don't adhere to that diet. Oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> How could okay. you resist? Is that awkward from your it was, husband? It was wide open. It was wide open. <laughs> I, couldn't ha- I couldn't help it. Well, I, so I spent the whole of the poutine conversation avoiding... Pointing out all the obvious innuendo. Oh. And then an hour I realize like, there's no Oh, yeah. No, you might as well. Right. Here in America, we just take the low shots and take, take the easy ones, low hanging fruit, all about it. All about it on the live stream. Because Friday, 
Yep. So you know, on the on the poutine thing, though, I'm curious. After uh, Joe's condiment episode from User Error, where you don't you, you can't have, and I agree with this 100. percent You don't spread the ketchup all over the fries. You dip the ketchup into the fries. Right. Would oh, you try man. poutine with gravy and cheese curd slathered on top of fries? No way. The ratio is just all wrong. Yeah. I I, I would dip believe. it in gravy. I can't believe I'm hearing about Joe and his ketchup issues again. We we had a co- <laughs> we were having a conversation oh, yeah. at a meetup at about three o'clock in the morning, and Joe is explaining to me in meticulous detail the exact precise amount of ketchup that you have on a chip or a fry over here. What is the precise? I'd like to know, Joe. What is the exact precise amount of ketchup that you have on a chip, aka fry? Well, I could tell you that, but it gets complicated because it depends on the thickness of the chip. Hence why we were talking about this until three o'clock in the morning. God, I feel like it, I feel like it's like a third, like a third of the of, of the fry can be covered in. Yeah, no. that sounds about right. A third, I think. But whatever you do, don't squirt your tomato ketchup over the chips. No, no. Jo- Joe will that's sacrilege. Will do you bodily harm. <laughs> you know that that's utterly out of order as far as he's concerned. I agree with that. Though is it just ketchup or is it all kinds of condiments on? A fry. So let's say I got myself some honey mustard, which uh, the Red Robin around here has got some killer honey mustard. And say I start dipping them steak fries in the honey mustard. It, do I have to respect the ratio rules when it comes to honey mustard, or is it just applied to ketchup because it's ketchup? No, all condiments. If you're into mayonnaise or whatever, you don't want to put it all over them. You've got to dip it in, and then you can be exactly precise about how much of the condiment that you have. Otherwise, you've got no control over it. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the thing about the condiments is like I like to go to town. Like the fries are a delivery mechanism for as much con- condiment as I can fit in my mouth as possible. What you don't agree? You no, don't agree? I suggest no, condiment town. Oh, you disagree with you? All right, Bobby, you jump on mic here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Share a mic, share a mic. You gotta, you gotta get in here and help me because I think, I think Joe, I'm on to, I'm on to the basic premise. But I have to argue with the applying it to all condiments. Like the honey mustard, for example, is just delicious. Let's just start. From Joey's wrong. Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> Start from there and work up. Okay. What, oh, what? Like I was wrong about XFCE? Oh, no! Already! Already! Honestly, Joe, you Ouch. get two people to agree with your worldview, <laughs> and suddenly you're right about everything. <laughs> Joe, Joe has a problem putting things in his mouth. Right? <laughs> Many of us do. There's Many a lot of, of shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. but he has a real problem. problem putting stuff in his mouth. And I, I, I don't fully understand it. I think he needs help. But there are so many wonderful sauces in the world. Yeah, tomato sauce and mayonnaise are just two great examples. And honey mustard is I, great as yeah, well. Yeah, but it just makes me so angry that why limit yourself? Joe's, Joe's life is being wasted. It's, it's on he's, tomato sauce. He's putting like, himself in a box. There's so many other options. Out there, it, just, it, it upsets me. It what about really upsets? Me. What about ranch? I mean, it's not everybody's favorite, right? But you know, you got to give it a go every now and then. It's mm. my favorite. Yeah, uh, now, well, good now, ranch. I don't want to upset you anymore, oh, Alan. For God's sake. But <laughs> Joe doesn't even like tomatoes. Which he explained to me at great length, <laughs> and then went into his whole thing about exactly what is the precise amount of tomato ketchup you should be putting on your chips. <laughs> yeah, and I like pizza as well, but I don't like tomatoes. You're, you're triggering me because my, <laughs> my, my wife and daughter both also love tomato sauce, love melted cheese, don't like tomatoes. Don't yeah. like, and my daughter doesn't like raw cheese, and it drives me batty because I have to make separate portions of food that have slightly less cheese on them mm-hmm. or no tomatoes in, just like separate different yeah. plates, and it's it's infuriating. This so. is why I normally eat on my own and don't like eating with other people because they judge me for my weird food choices. Yeah, they are correct to do that, mm-hmm. but every now and then you got to sneak out. You know, you got. I just what about just going no condiments at all then? 
Like, it just seems like it's too much to manage. Dry? To, yeah, well, it's easier. You like it dry? It's like people that just wear one outfit all the time, you know? Yeah. Or yep. people who are afraid of spiders. Like, what? there's, there's yeah. therapy. There's <laughs> no connection. There's no ther- oh, there totally is. There, there, there's therapy. I don't like spiders. <laughs> there's therapy you can get to help you overcome your yeah, fear killing of spiders. Them. Killing right? them. And there is therapy you could get, which is to get you over your fear of other sources, other condoms. You just I, try them. It's very simple. You well, try them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a doctor to tell you this. No. There you go, Dr. Chris. Well, I just I've got a serious confession to make. Okay. Right? All right. I, there's two things that I like on my chips or french fries. And they are ketchup and vinegar. Ketchup has to be on the side and the chips get dipped in it. Vinegar, on the other hand, no. all over them. You spray it, don't You're you? You're making yeah. them all soggy. Like, like oh, yeah. All over there. I know. If, oh, no. if they get soggy, that's the fry's fault. If the fries cooked properly, it will stay crispy. Okay, fair enough. I guess that's true. What do I know? I got American fries. Fry the fries. If you just fry them too long, you'll burn them. But if yeah. you fry them and then stop and let the you gotta do the Canadian double the middle, dip, yeah, and then and then fry the outside again. I mean, today's the first time I've ever learned about the Canadian double dip. I didn't, I didn't know. It's not a Canadian thing. It's just no. the correct way That's to make the correct way fries. to do it. Yeah. Oh wow! Listen <laughs> to this. Listen to this. Best practices. The people are getting a little a uh, little aggressive about the fries in the studio right now. <laughs> you you, well, you, you know, finely uh, slice your potatoes. You rinse them in water. You dry them down. Sure. You fry them once. Right. You take them out. Okay. You dry them down with the oil again. You leave them for 15 minutes, and then they go back in the oil again to go crispy. Look, don't out, get these two out. started on anything potato-based. <laughs> You've heard the Ubuntu podcast. They'll go on about potatoes <laughs> for hours. Uh, well, <laughs> we are famous for our quality roast potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, really? Well, okay. i got to admit, the double-dip fry technique does sound like a superior one. I don't think that's what they do around here. I think they just, I mean, and you know, don't they just throw them in the fryer once and then pull them out? Yep. See? Ange has some standing in this yeah, area. If you, if you watch a good place, you'll see they dunk in the fryer and then they come up, the basket comes out. Yeah. And they let all in and they sit there for like five minutes or more or ten minutes and then into the fryer again. Okay, well, here's what McDonald's does. They just let it beep and stay in the, <laughs> yeah. stay in the, in the oil yeah. and then they bring it up. Is yeah. that the high bar? McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I frequently have even made with potatoes. That's no. questionable. They're Washington potatoes. Come on. They're local <laughs> oh, potatoes. The yeah, they're local. Come potatoes on. are supposed to come from the Yukon. I have to ask. Or Idaho. I have to ask to get crispy fries. Otherwise, they're just soggy, mm-hmm. worthless nothings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Payne just arrived at the studio. Wes Woo! Payne's in the studio. Say hello to Wes Payne, everybody. Hello, Wes. Hang on. Does this mean I'm going to meet Wes on air? Yeah, you're going to meet Wes on air. Isn't that appropriate? We should do a rotation. Uh, uh, Ange, when you get a moment, will you let Wes slip in where you're mm-hmm. at and then help yeah. us uh, get some new get some new blood in here? And, uh, yeah. Well, um, I tell you what. This has been a very educational Friday stream already. If we get nothing else out of this stream other than my now understanding and knowledge of poutine and proper frying techniques. I've just learned about the Canadian double dip. For, oh, for double fry, dip. For fries. Oh, that's an important. I mean, We've been talking about poutine. Hey, uh, Mr. Bacon, would you mind grabbing me a beer before you Yeah, we settled? got beer. Would you grab me There's a some beer? cider. I, I, totally, I totally thought you were going to bring me one, Wes. Wow, I know. I thought I know. you were going to be uh, that guy yeah, that brought like, me a beer. Like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no I'm going to be that guy for you. I didn't want to choose for you. you know? He was going to give you his beer, though. I, yeah, I will. No, I that, still will. That's a gentleman thing to do. And a scholar. So, Wes, it's nice to meet you, man. It is. Pleasure. There it is. Look at you and your handsome mug there. Look at you and yours. Meeting on air for the first time. I did grab some cider. It's probably terrible. I've never tried it. Oh, really? Cider cheese. <laughs> Thanks. It's good to know. Looks That's... like you've made it intact. I'm glad to see you. Yeah, my plane didn't crash and everything. <laughs> Sometimes that's a toll. There's order. always the flight back. Thank you, darling. Appreciate <laughs> it. You're welcome, sweets. 
A lush IPA. Man, look at this I studio setup. This is incredible. I know. We got extra mics going. We really got... Oh. Noah Chalaya. Yeah, sneak in here, Noah. Come on in here now. The one, the only. The one, the only. Noah right, Chalaya. Right there, right there, right yeah, grab on the... We don't have headphones, so uh, just per, you know, yeah, behave it. yourself. How many people do you think we got here right now? Well, <clears throat> looks... Uh, you want to fix that mic here? I'll, I'll, seven to nine. Here, yeah. Uh, Who are we? Are we oh, I see what we're doing. I see. I got you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Hello to you. Do, 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 do. Oh, really? I already opened this beer, though. I already opened this beer. So, uh, yeah. We got a lot of... Anybody want my IPA? What? Is that how many people we have in here? 23. Wow. 23 people. Fake Alan will That's pretty great. What? Fake Alan? Trade some beer for... Um Driving the car, so Alan's get, Alan gets the beer. Oh, ah. <laughs> the drive up to Bellingham is quite nice. Mm. It's very pretty, um, especially if you take check it out. Yeah, that's true. Well, that slower, be, but that not that would much be fun. Slower. I'm going to be in the RV. So, how, oh, yeah. how long does it take? A little over maybe 50 minutes or so. Right. Okay. So two hours then, Pope, with that drive is going to take. <laughs> <laughs> sure did take me get here. Oh boy. Hopefully it's not the signal. Mm. The rest of this drive. Is it because of the tulips? Is that why everybody? Is that why everything's backed up? There is some tulip traffic. Yeah, yeah, the tulip traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you? Th so here, get on mic here and tell me what you thought about the. So the this is a big thing we have in the Pacific Northwest is we have the tulip festival. Just grab one, any mic. What you, What'd you think of the tulips? Uh, it was awesome, dude. You, so you're not. Uh, see, for me, it's. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure since you've, you know, grown up and and been around here forever, it's not a thing. I think it's really interesting uh, how. The soil, or, I mean, it almost seems to be like what I would imagine the Netherlands mm. weather and soil to sure. be like. Sure, It's like you were transported um, there. Yeah. And then Hadia today was was telling me that actually the climate uh, in, in Washington State and here is closer to the climate of France. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what which they is say. where they also grow yeah. tulips. So, That's what they uh, tell us. It, it makes sense with the, with the wine. I thought it would be a little too. bit larger than it was. Mm. Uh, we got there like 10 a.m. You're from Texas, dude. Everything's bigger yeah. in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got there at like 10 a.m. and we left about 11:30. Uh, and by the time we left, the parking lot had already doubled in the amount yeah. of people that were there. A lot of Canadians, dude. It was full of, of Canadians. I mean, nobody cared if you had a camera and they were no. walking into your frame. Yeah, they don't care at all. They just it's, it's ruthless out there. It yeah. is. People want their pictures oh, yeah. of the flowers. Oh, and it's, it's <laughs> what's great is it specifically says, "Do not step into the road." Oh yeah, and people and always people, do. Just walk mm -hmm. right into the middle of it. Like of one lady was chasing her kid right down, animals. Like, I don't know, half an acre worth of tulips. Animals. They're just animals Crazy. for flowers. Good no times, though. I mean, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. So I was uh, I was telling folks that we had a, uh, a good time yesterday. Took them out to Baker Lake. Ooh, choice. Yeah. Back, back to the tulip thing for a minute. Oh, yeah, sure. Is, is there a story behind why you have the tulips? Yes. Do you know what it is? <laughs> no. I do not know what the story is. But like, he's not a tulip Do you guy. happen to know what the story is? No, I no. don't. Okay. It's been ages since like, I've seen Canada it. Canada has something similar in our capital in Ottawa, but it's because during World War II, we hid the royal family from the Netherlands in Canada so they wouldn't get killed by the Nazis, and so every year they send us like a million tulips. All right. So, Wes, why don't you look this up? I'm going to give you my guess. You want to know what my guess is? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> let's really see. That's what I'm here. All right. Okay. Let's see. I'll, we'll play a little game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris is going to guess the purpose of Washington State Tulip Festival. Of course, we could just ask Adia. She probably knows. But I'm going to say, off the top of my head, the Skagit County Tulip Festival is a representation of one very important thing that we hold very dear in Washington State, and that is the tulips are pretty. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my okay. prediction. <laughs> what do you see? See anything? You find anything there, Wes? Um, I think George Gibbs, an immigrant from England... Just came over and uh, started growing tulips. He just wow. he just made it a thing. Yeah, just, eventually contacted yeah. people. You know, people 
in the Netherlands and got their secrets. And yeah. is, As Cheese Bacon specifically mentioned the Netherlands when he was talking about it, I thought there maybe was some kind of connection. Yeah, you would think uh, so, but, but yeah, apparently so not. Like the, the, the Tulip Festival that happens in Ottawa is because literally the Dutch royal family sends Canada a million tulips every year in gratitude for them not being dead. <laughs> Fascinating. I guess I guess the <laughs> Department of Agriculture the did help. They uh, he like petitioned them, and then he sent them a whole bunch of bulbs and uh, turned I, it into their, a thing. Their website says that it's, it is. Uh, it says as with all things governed by Mother Nature, the tulips blossoming according to their own schedule. Sometimes during the festival, the tulips allow us to share our unique corner and share case the Skagit Valley agriculture. Skagit. Skagit, you know, whatever. I gotta say, uh, I think this is a milestone. This is probably the most boring thing we've ever talked about on Absolutely. a live stream ever. So, uh, moving right along, true. I thought maybe Wes could bust our balls a little bit, Joe, because you and I got our old man cards handed to us uh, this episode <laughs> on Linux Action News. Episode 102, we covered the news that uh, the uh, OpenSSH project is strongly recommending people that s- to stop using SCP. I don't know, there's just something about SCP... I just learned it before I think, and so I just default to it. Yeah, it's quick. It's muscle memory. I can I can send and receive SCP files around my network in seconds. You know, especially when you have keys, and it's just it's just I love it more than going on a Windows box and going to the run prompt and putting in the server name and using the whole UNC path. Like that feels old and clunky compared to using SCP. Not that I can't again. SFTP R think it's fine. This is my moment, though. Here we are, 2019. Like, this is my moment. It's like, hey, old man, stop using this old SCP thing. I'm like, okay. All right. I, I'll take that advice on. Like, I'll, I'll do it. Just not going to do it without complaining. I mean, I got to complain a little bit. I, mean, I think that is your job. So you are listening to Linux Action News, as you do. As I do. And uh, you're like, man, these guys are getting old. <laughs> no, it was more just... I feel like you should be aware that if you're just doing simple SCP stuff, you could probably just alias rsync as SCP and you won't know a thing. If you're just doing like SCP file remote server, Fair enough. rsync will be exactly the same huh, and no. probably slightly better. I mean, I grant you that it's a better utility and that it's better at copying files over the network, but why should I do it? <laughs> well, I mean, that's up to you, but if you're considering it. You want me to explain? Yeah, I mean, well, so why, are they, why are they depre- deprecating so, SCP? Because if you think back to probably November or so, a bunch of vulnerabilities in SCP were discovered where I, uh, an attacker could trick your SCP client into telling you it was downloading the file you asked for but actually give you a different file. Yeah. Or download that. two files and then run one of them and stuff. Right. And so it turns out there's a fundamental problem with the protocol that can't be fixed just by patching OpenSSH. Uh, the problem is with the protocol... Like, when you transfer a file, it doesn't have to be the file that you actually asked for and so on. It's just a badly designed protocol because we didn't know better in the early 90s. Is there is there any particular reason why everybody feels the need to use SCP? Like, what would be wrong with just switching to rsync? That's well, Wes's argument. Is maybe yeah. more heavyweight. It's, it's doing more things, right? It's always trying to do the checksum and stuff. So the yeah, recommendation if I have... from the SSH people is to use SFTP, yeah. which is fine, except for sometimes you want to be able to just specify yes. the whole command at once. And not so annoying to try to do just yeah. on the command line. That's the thing. So what were you going to say, Poby? It's considerably fewer presses on the keyboard. It's yeah. really that simple. It's, I type SCP is. because it's fewer presses than rsync minus E minus AVZ minus blah, blah, blah. I just type SCP thing from here to there. If you just do dash yeah. A, it includes all the archiving flags and you don't have to do anything else. But just SCP is three easier. characters. Yeah. Yeah. rsync is more yes. than three characters. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's an, that's an accurate uh, statement. That's an accurate statement. And so, Scientifically correct. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what the right answer is for coming up with a utility that provides 
something like SCP, but without the problems that the SCP protocol has. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just... Um, like, most maybe, of- maybe SCP could just be re-implemented as uh, a non-interactive wrapper for the SFTP protocol. Yeah, that, would, that seems like it makes so sense. So the, the way you interact with SCP would be exactly the same, just under the hood, it would actually do an SFTP transfer rather than using SCP's broken protocol. Because that's all we care about. It's yeah. just the UI. Yeah. We like the experience of interacting with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, okay, real talk. No, I mean, don't you, like, if you're sending files between two machines, you know they're, they don't have Samba, they don't have FTP, either, but they both have SSH. Aren't you still using SCP? 100%. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to... I've tried to hinder my use of it, but the truth is old habits die hard, right? And the reality is that when you're deep into system administration, you're not paying attention of, well, what was the latest security practice that came out and what's the new way to... No, I need the way that gets the job done right this moment. And you've been doing it for 10 plus years. Right now, my thought process is not about all of these other things. My thought process is about getting the client fixed so I can get back to doing other things. When when yeah. you're using SCP, are you moving single files around or? Most of the time. Yeah, Most yeah. of the time you're, because any, any Toss large. Toss a new script up on a server or something like that. If you're, you are using rsync anytime you're trying to do any sort of backup or anytime you're going to move a, you know, a directory of files or something like that, then you want to use some of the archiving functionality. But most of the time, what I think what we're talking about is you're in a server, you say, I need to move that config file up, or I have to move this off my laptop, or from this server to that server, and yeah, you're just yeah. You're using SCP. I just, I just never find myself in the position where I'm moving a file. I'm usually moving Even with a config lots file? of stuff. Even like a config file? Well, no, I use orchestration tools for that sort of thing. Well, but what if you're in somebody, I mean, you're not going to set up an orchestration environment. Well, you guess, I guess you don't work on client machines, though. Like, I'm well, oftentimes, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you're in a client's machine, you're not going to set up an orchestration environment just for that one client that one time, I right? I always used to set up orchestration tools. Okay. It's like All you right. always create a group, even if there's only going to be one user in the group. You never assign the permissions to the user. You create a group and sign the permissions there. Okay. I find myself I doing it for like that. files all the time, but I end up just, especially on local networks, I just throw it over Netcat. I know it's terrible. Yeah, he does. But just, he yeah. Netcats all yeah, the yeah. things. <laughs> okay, here, let especially me ask you this. Like, if I, we don't, like, we could probably, we need to do a better job, but like, I don't yeah. have my key on all the studio machines right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, on a LAN like this, where we're just moving some, like an audio file or whatever yeah. it might be, it's not a big deal. Let me ask you this. Have either of you ever stored a file on a web server so you could double you get it back down onto a different machine? I'll probably have. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hands are going up in the studio. I really love Ruby's <laughs> built-in um, web client. Python has one, too. It's trash. It's garbage. It's super slow. It does not handle multiple client access as well at all. Ruby's, it's great. Huh. I, use, I use the Python thing all the time. Yeah, it's not bad for, like, limited stuff, but if you're trying to do, like, sometimes I'll use it to, like, play media to the Chromecast, for instance. Oh, right. And it just kind of barfs on heavy well, files. Well, every time I do, well, it depends. When I do a listen back of the edits that I've done, mm. I basically, it's, sometimes I just sit at my machine, but if it's if I want to go for a walk while I'm listening to it, I put it on my phone, and just the quickest way to do that wirelessly is Python-M, simple oh, HTTP yeah, server. Yeah, that's good. And then you just pull it down in your browser? Yeah. Exactly, on on the phone. But if you ever do need to do, like, Netcat, but further away, uh, where uh, the bandwidth delay product's going to get you, uh, there's a tool called Via Millipede. Oh. And millipedes are the insects with many legs. And so it makes, like, 16 TCP connections. But, like, so the input and the output are still a pipe. So and it, it takes care of the synchronization for you, but it can get more of the bandwidth by just using multiple TCP sockets underneath, and it can handle a TCP connection getting broken and reconnecting. Ooh, so yes. So it can also deal with interruptions and stuff. That seems uh, very nice. So like if really you already nice, have a VPN uh, set up, uh, more complicated replacement for Netcat in the cases where you need to just uh, do multiple links. It can also handle if you have multiple internet connections. 
uh, or like if your laptop has Wi-Fi and and the Ethernet, oh, like a multi-home oh, yeah. sort of yeah, setup. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And so it can actually use both um, as two separate TCP connections, and it knows you know you give it a priority list. So saturate the Ethernet, and only if you're actually saturating the Ethernet, then also use the Wi-Fi. And but know that the Wi-Fi is slower, so don't try to send the same don't speed hit out it of both. Hard, or, yeah. You know, if you're using many connections, put like most of them on the Ethernet, but some of them on the Wi-Fi or whatever. That sounds great. If, cool. if we're recommending tools to use instead of SCP, I've actually realized I don't use SCP as much now because I use Magic Wormhole instead. So Magic Wormhole is a tool you can run that will uh, bypass things like firewalls and um, ra- uh, NAT and things like that. Uh-huh. So I, if I want to send a file to you, I don't care where you are on the planet. I just type wormhole send and then the name of the file or a directory and it will compress the directory and then it will give me a code. I tell you the code via some secure channel, via the voice or this telegram or whatever. And you type the code, it wormhole receive the code, and it will just buzz the files straight to you, from me to you. Uh, if it's a directory, it will zip it up and then send the compressed file and then uncompress it at your end. But it, it means I don't even have to think about networking. So long as both machines have internet access, I can just say wormhole send from here and wormhole receive over there. But I'm so lazy, I even do it between two machines on my own <laughs> land, like rather than rather than SCP, because I don't need any passwords or anything. I just type wormhole send on one, wormhole receive on the other, type the password in, done. Is this free software then? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm and looking at it right now. Snap. Snap install. Oh, here we go. <laughs> can I just point out, well that done, well wormhole done. is more characters than R-Sync. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did the math on this. Yeah. I'm right. Hey, scientifically correct. Scientifically correct. <laughs> but you don't have to type in, well. You don't have to remember yeah. all the <laughs> oh, God, I can't get out of this. No, you use fish shell and you just tab complete. Yeah. Job done. Complete. Yeah. 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 I'll, I guess W yeah. the wormhole. Yeah. Then you I'll don't, you the need the W command. command. Oh, my goodness. Even who the same t- command? I've never typed W ever. Ooh. You should see it. It's much better than who. Hey, there he is. Yeah, is. Ladies and gentlemen, Chase New, say hi to the live stream, Chase. Hi to live stream. Welcome, Chase. Hey, Chase, buddy. Good to hey. see you. Good to see Man, you're looking good. Sharp. Look at this ever. son of a bitch. Look at this yeah. guy. Go get on. Go set. Go stand by <laughs> Noah. Go stand. Go get on the mic over there. Go look at this Chase News. He's he's lost. He's probably lost an entire person in weight. He looks amazing. Chase. Chase oh yeah. I have I have lost an entire person. Yeah, how much have you lost total? Uh, about 140 pounds. Holy round of applause, everyone! Oh shit! Yeah. Come on, 140! Wow! You don't have to do that, man. That's amazing. Thanks. That is a fucking yeah. accomplishment. Thanks. That is incredible. How did you do it, man? Uh, Coke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've heard time. we got a little bit of a meth problem down in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I uh, here you go. Shameless plug time, but uh, I, I'm on a program called 3010 Weight Loss. Oh, yeah. uh, they're based uh-huh. out of Bellevue. Uh, they got a few locations in the local area, and uh, I've been on it for the past year, and I've lost uh, yeah 140 pounds, and Jesus. I'm still and I'm still chiseling away. I, I got a little bit more to go. Does it feel different? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. More energy? What? What's more, different? More energy. Uh, I'm able to do things. I mean, obviously, I uh, I took a trip to Iceland. I was there for two weeks, and if I Whoa. if I didn't. If I didn't lose this weight, I probably would have been dead within the first week. <laughs> really? A lot yeah. of hiking and stuff? Yeah. No. It, yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing I was worried about is, you know, I my, my diet is real restrictive right now. So I'm, oh, were you, I, able to, were you able to stick to it while you traveled? No. Hell no. <laughs> uh, but the, the ironic thing is, you know, through all the hiking and actually a lot of European countries have a lot, uh, their, their foods have a lot of additives. 
Uh, and so, oddly enough, when I came back, I had my weigh in and I was down four pounds on, nice. on the way back. You must have been super relieved. Well, yeah, I, I was I was stressed a bit though. I mean, I had a lot of Icelandic hot dogs, <laughs> a lot. Uh, You're making they, me hungry, dude. Their, their hot dogs are awesome. How many's a lot? How many's a lot? I think I'm pro anyhow. More than ten? Maybe a couple a day. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're traveling. You gotta yeah. experience the local culture. So you're yeah, having two hot, You're eating two hot dogs a day. Well, yeah, but they're Icelandic hot dogs. So it sounds like they're a different. diet I could handle. They have onions on them. What do I got? Yeah, so so it's a lamb-based hot dog. Oh, with uh, with this special uh, Icelandic mustard. Ramelade oh, sauce. Let's not get into condiments. Yeah, what, what's yeah. the ratio of the mustard? To the, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I, it's decent. Uh, you know, it's it's not overwhelmingly gushy, I guess you yeah. would call it. I don't know. Maybe a one to two ratio. I'm not sure. Okay. But, All right. But yeah, no, Satisfying. I mean, I've, I've been feeling great, man. Good. It feels awesome. It's, it's funny that me, Popey, and Wimpy are all looking a bit sheepish now because we're uh, we're slightly portly, aren't we, chaps? Fuck me, dude. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. You know, it's 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 a, it's an inspiring story. They got a good you got a good spokesperson for that. What's the plan again? What is it? Uh, Thirty ten weight loss. There you go. Yeah, that's a good. That's I, a, I I've done a I've done a commercial TV. I've done radio. I, I thought you'd say yeah. it was like quit doing on the unfilter show and the weight just fell yeah. off. The stress like, is right. gone. You I stopped doing unfilter. It and was I lost. It, actually all that stress just <laughs> melted away. The burden of the world. That's right. I. I I have a nice healthy diet of uh, you know no collusion, no no obstruction. It's it's delicious. I just fill it up. It's so good. And we still we still get like oh, tweets every day. Almost. I know. It's wow. yeah. It's oh yeah. It's, yeah. Especially right now. Oh yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about right now no, nothing, at all. Nothing. You would need nothing. to just be your full time thing, right? Like if you did one show, oh, yeah. you could oh, maybe yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like you know we're, we're not in the same space, and it's not like you have a bell or anything that we could possibly ding. No. 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 no, no not at all. No. 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 No bells. We got rid of all the bells after unfilter. We could, the red. I think actually the red books. It's over there. Is a beer coaster right now. So. You see, wow! What the last? I want, do you remember what the last entry is? No, I don't think we filled it up. So we, cause, you know, we kind of went digital after a while. We started keeping track of that right. telegram. So the last analog entry. Yeah. A uh, quick update from Joe's wife. I got bored when you guys started talking about computer stuff. I'm in bed now. Night yeah. night. You have to explain to her. We had to talk about the computer stuff because all the geeks were getting bored by the condiment stuff. Yeah, did she uh, want us to go back to more tulips? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Tulips, I was yeah. going to say, so far we've only had one tech segment. <laughs> we've so far covered poutine, condiments, and right. tulips. I got, I got tech for you. All right. I just set up the Android Auto. Or, I'm sorry, not Android Auto. Alexa Auto. The oh, Echo yeah. Auto yeah. from cancel, Amazon. Cancel. <laughs> cancel. Um, it's not great. It's okay. Yeah? It's 25 bucks yeah. if you get invited in to do it. Yeah. That's about it. I tried um, I tried a uh, like a third party product that kind of did that like a year ago and it's a little hit and miss. It's yeah. only because you got to have a good solid connection. Yeah, yeah. If you're like right on the fringe, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the voice detection kind of falls apart and stuff. By the way, you're gonna laugh at this. So episode two twenty three was the last analog entry. Okay, all right. Six months Trump wall. Oh, and, would there be a wall? Yeah, we're, we're and here our predictions were both no. So yeah. I guess we got that right. We did get that right. We got yeah, that right. Two sixty one. We definitely got that right. <clears throat> well, you know. We, but I think yeah. we probably got most of those right. Yeah. I think we had a good batting average. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, we, we called it as we saw it, Boom. as they say. That's what they say. Well, it's good to see you. Yeah. Glad you how, made it. how you feeling about I mean, we got there's like so much to do. I mean, Linux Fest is How you feeling about so the stream? Not, you yeah. think we're going to pull it off? All right. So, full disclosure, I'm bringing a Windows box. <gasps> Sorry. Whoa. This is the first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I know. Oh, I mean, my God. Fascinating. 
Yeah, I okay. know. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll somehow persevere. Yeah, I know. No, actually, I I've been uh, gearing up. Is it Windows up, 10? It is running Windows 10. <gasps> okay. Yeah, I know. All right. It's all right. All right. It's all right. I, it's all right. I, I'm taking it in waves. I'm taking it in waves. Yeah. It's, you just wanted to use that subsystem for Linux, though, right? That's that's oh, the whole that's reason. Oh, that's true. We could install the subsystem for Linux. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, we're good. Sure. We're good. You want to throw an SSH? Yeah. Yeah, we're we good. Yeah. yeah, we'll put a we'll install Ubuntu on there. Call it good. Of course you will. Yeah, but no, uh, uh, actually, I've been gearing up a lot of stuff because of all the pinball stuff that I've been doing. Um, that's at the end of May, Tacoma, Washington, go down, play some pinball, the, the Northwest Pinball and Game Room Show. Really awesome stuff. But all that gear is in the back of my car right oh, now. Boy. Oh, yeah, nice. tonight's setup night. Because, yeah, tonight's setup night. So uh, <sighs> we're going to have a 1080p 60 stream. Oh. It's going to be slick and smooth. Oh, nice. Uh, All right. Now you're, yeah. now you're turning me around a little bit. I'm feeling a little better now. Yeah, so. yeah. There are benefits to that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Software. <laughs> There's a little bit. I mean, I you know, it's funny, you know, thanks to social media, we get a lot of flashbacks, you know, from all the times that we've done Linux Fest Northwest. And all Thanks, the social media, and all the times that we've had issues, and all the times oh. that you know, you know, it's all been fun though. Yeah, it's been great. It's a little, it feels a little empty, like not having an emergency computer build right now. Do you feel a little empty, like we're missing something? I, I I've I've walked around a couple of different times. I, actually, true story. I've had, probably had this conversation about three times. People have said, "How you feel about Linux Fest?" I said, "Honestly, I don't know. I feel pretty useless." Like, I mean, like most of the time, you know, there's something to be said about the Down sexiness the of being up till four in the morning, yeah. sleep drunk from seventy two hours and not sleeping I with know. Alan Jude reading about cow messages, copy and write because that was the best error they could come up with because you couldn't boot to SDC. I mean, that's the thing that <laughs> happens when you're trying to build a thing. But I do yeah. want to point out. And I think Chase should back me up on this. Last year, we had a Dell XPS running Ubuntu stock. It was tested before it got shipped here. Yep. We brought it out, and it, and it worked. Yes. yes so, I did. mean, we, we were yeah. making progress. Yes. I mean, we got there. Yeah, um, we did. We did get there. We did. So, so just so I'm clear, what you're saying is Ubuntu just works. We're running it right here. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these are all Ubuntu machines, actually. Um, yeah, you know, this year, I, I was really on the fence about doing a stream in general because what happens is it becomes my sole focus. And then I don't, I don't pay attention to networking. I don't pay attention to the, uh, all the other courses and tracks. And I don't walk away with a good picture of what the fest was like. And so this year I thought about just not doing one at all and just so that way I could focus. And then I thought, you know what? The, no, the option to do is to see if I can work with Chase. Chase, Chase is going to take care of all that and then... I'll you know I'll be on air and stuff, but like it's not like it's not just it's not that big mental like um, CPU sucking kind of background task leading up to Linux Fest, and yeah. I think that's probably good. Yeah. Slow stress. All, all we need is you know what uh, what yeah what well, he was just a few things. Alan was just saying that we did it. What you weren't here. You were asleep. The stress of it. Oh yeah, you're right. I see what you're saying. No, I but I had to bar I had to bear the burden of the stress, Noah. Okay. It's lonely at the top, Noah. Whatever you say, Chris. It's lonely, Noah. Hey, if you say so. <laughs> you're just turning fitfully in your sleep. Is it gonna work? Are they gonna finish? Yeah, man. While you're down he here working. He walked up to you literally walked Dude. up to you. He's like, Well, good luck, guys. Uh, I'm going to bed, I'm tired. Dude, while I'm uh, while you're down here working all night, I'm tossing and turning in my comfortable bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Uh, but this year, I don't worry about it because uh, we got Windows on the job now. So <laughs> we have enough people, we can keep the stream going without you having to be there. Much. Yeah, I think we do. I think we have plenty of you people. Before we close this out, we should definitely have a roll call and have everybody that's just here kind of pop in and say oh, yeah. who they are and what's up. I think we'll go for a little bit longer too. Uh, Alex, I want you to get a chance to get in there and say hi. So, Ch Alex here, Chase, why don't you set that guy back down there in the thing? I'll mute that. Are you guys good with beverages? I, I wouldn't mind another cider. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, thank you, Cheese. 
yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Cheese. Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Badger himself in Thanks. studio. Well, me only. The first time in studio. Welcome to Washington State, Mr. Badger. It's good to have you. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. You got to get right in there. Put that thing right. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you you need to move it up? You can move it up. Go ahead. This is okay. fine. So uh, what do you think of my state? Beautiful. Really? You're yeah, not just saying that because uh, I'm putting we, you on the spot? We flew in from Raleigh this morning over Spokane, over the mountains. Oh, that's nice. Do you, re- do you regret moving to, to Raleigh? You should have moved here, right? I mean, you regret everything. The mountains speak to me in a way that North Carolina doesn't. I know. Yeah. I know. The, the water does, too, when you get to mm-hmm. the coast. What about all the trees, man? Did you notice that? We have trees, too. Uh, they're, not, they're not mutually exclusive, uh, although they are a bit... More here. Taller. Yeah, yeah, we have more of them. Yeah. yeah. This is great. I was just listening to the latest user error, and you guys were talking about, like, how much do you get outside? And your version of outside sounded sort of like walking around the block. Yeah, I think it like, yeah. hikes yeah. in the mountains. I know, I know, yeah, exactly. Well, we were, I, was on, I, was, so I was driving Elle up to show her a mountain the other day, because, you know, she hasn't really seen a mountain. Right. And, um, uh, and, and the whole, like, whole discussion about going out for a, for a weekend hike, that's just not something people do in some areas. Like, there aren't weekend hikes. Uh, but this place, it's like, if you don't go on a weekend hike, they'll revoke your Washington card. Yeah, yeah. Right? So here's the, here's the thing about North Carolina, Raleigh in general. I, I really like it. It's very comfortable. It's got everything you need. Like, there's a, there's a target just around every corner. And, you know, it's very comfortable to live there. It, it reminds me a lot of Basingstoke in England. <laughs> That's probably not a great thing. Amazing Stoke, I think you'll find it's called. Well, <laughs> all right. Okay. Everyone stops legging off Basingstoke. It's brilliant. <laughs> what, what I grew up there, just for clarification, really? yes. I, so, for for the record, just so everyone understands, I live just outside Basingstoke right now. So and you, and if you know you, what the irony is, on. you two are meeting in Seattle. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> I know right so, you you live in the US now. I do. We're yeah. meeting for the first time. So, did you grow up in Basingstoke or I, around about? I did. A place called East Oakley. Just right, outside. okay. I know, I know Oakley. Yeah, I used to play at Oakley Tennis Club. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I well, cycled past there on my little BMX when I was five years old. <laughs> 5,000 miles away, That's guys. That's brutal. Yeah. Now, um, um, so to finish my point yeah. about about Raleigh in general, Back on um, your point. it it remi- it's a very suburban sort of town. Um, you come to a big city like Denver or Seattle, and it just has a vibe that you just don't get in in a sleepy suburban town. There's nothing wrong with a suburban town for some people, but no, there can be wonderful actually. For me, I don't know, it just lacks that. You certain want a little more richness. Je ne sais quoi. You're, this is your this is your man right here, Mr. West Payne is a downtown man of town. Oh, that's right. I mean, I so I moved from London, and there's not many cities can probably no, compete with London itself, right? I mean, you got such a yeah melting pot of cultures and, in, yeah, in there, in but history and his, history, yeah. Um, I mean, history in America is 200 years, but history right. in Europe is forever, right? Uh, <laughs> society we've killed all the animals in europe that that should tell you how long we've been there <laughs> we're working on that we'll get there we'll get there yeah um but you know what one person's example of a good weekend in north carolina is oh the mountains are three hours away as if that's close and the the sure. beach is three hours away the other way as if that's close and i'm just thinking to myself no nah, if i lived in seattle it'd be three minutes to the beach oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although our beaches are um, a little rocky, yeah, a little rocky. Places, they're, they're, they're nice to look at, less so for some. Edmonds has sand. Yeah, Edmonds if you know where to, sand. If you know where to look. But most of our Pacific Northwest beaches are rocky. They're not sandy. Yeah, and I haven't lived through a North Carolina summer yet. Which the word on the street is it's going to be thirty plus Celsius, whatever that is in freedom units. I'm well, not sure. Are you, but when are you going to bring your golf up here? That's what I want to know. Because I'm, I'm your golf. Because I'm up when I'm driving around. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to take Alex on this road. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you got to get your car up here. Yeah, I was going to drive here this week, but I mean, it's 3,000 miles. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Each way. I know. That's a long way. So yeah, um, I, took, I took the plane instead. I don't blame you. Also, also step into Chris's car. <laughs> At your peril. He has the same car, so I think he'd be fine. <laughs> my, my, mine has a tune yeah. applied, so yeah, mine, mine, yeah. mine has more horses yes. than his. Ooh. He has, he has, up, he got one that's been upgraded. Yeah, I just flashed the cash and got a better yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I love it actually. Like so, I had a GTI in England for two years, um, and the last thing I did with it, I took it to Brands Hatch for a track track evening, probably about three days before I emigrated actually, and then some poor sucker bought it off me like two days after this track day and <laughs> when i came into the pits one time the brakes were smoking because it was that hot and i'm thinking well they aren't my brakes anymore so screw it let's, <laughs> fact, <laughs> let's as, go as we were driving back from the mountains yesterday i was following noah and i actually said has anyone noticed that every time noah's brake lights come on brake dust appears out yeah. of the way <laughs> when noah got to our final destination he pulled up behind me and his brakes were basically on fire yeah, they, were, they were cooked yeah they were cooking when they <laughs> But he's driving a, a Camry. Yeah, he was trying right? to keep yeah. up with me in the GTI. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to let him pass eventually because I, I literally had a revolt on my hands. I had a full-fledged in-car revolt, and I think they would have had my head if I kept going. I, I began to have a revolt in my car. So what, what happened was I looked ahead. At first, we lost each other. Yeah. Right from the get-go, we lost each other because yeah. you were driving off and I got caught behind yeah. the truck. Yeah, but I pulled over and I, th- I was hoping everybody would catch up, um, but we didn't. So I got back on the interstate. I decided I was going to speed a little bit. I was going to use as, a little excess I kind of expected you miles might. per hour so I could catch up. And what I didn't realize early on was that uh, the people in the other car weren't used to driving a little bit above the speed That limit. was what I came to realize later, too. So I'm driving down, and I came up behind you, and I realized that it was you because you started waking your ass at me. Yeah, I, so that way you knew it was me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I like to, like to shake that. my ass at you. Yeah, and it was, you know, it, it was, was a, a really messaging. welcoming gesture. I recognize you. Hey, good job. It was and a hey, good job. I, and I appreciated yeah. that. And yeah. so I reciprocated by getting really close just right. to say hi. Right, on my bumper. Which also made everybody else Right, kind of like a car hug. And then... Uh, we actually had a conversation, in-car conversation, yeah. about the fact that I, when I first started driving, I said I couldn't imagine the concept of adjusting the uh, the, the uh, uh, car radio, this, that, and the other, right? Oh, sure. So Alan then pointed out, and he said, I just watched you driving just a couple feet in front of Chris, behind Chris, uh, no, no, no. take a video on your phone. It was... Taking a video on your phone while driving with your leg yeah, to get on the taking oh, the yeah, on ramp. This is insane. You're, 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 you're like, doing not the driving straight, steering with the steering, knee, yeah. steering with the steering knee. With oh yeah, the knee yeah. To take sure. the on ramp onto the highway. Well, you know, you got he's got to use his phone while he's merging on the freeway. I mean, that's understandable. So, so after we got <laughs> after we got done after we get done at the restaurant, then we decided to continue on. And that's when things got a little more fun. Yeah, because we decided that we were going to get there a little faster than originally planned. <clears throat> right, and uh, so <laughs> I looked down and I noticed that I was going the speed limit i just had an extra digit a, a multiplier of the speed limit you right, might say exactly. yeah yeah and you know perhaps that camry doesn't have performance brakes so didn't smell like it no it, it doesn't didn't. it doesn't have any brakes today <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have much performance got a coast <laughs> i was i drove a tra- 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 camera let me tell you something the drifting is much better than they advertise <laughs> <laughs> its ability to maintain road traction even at high rates of speed With around oh yeah we have to have traction control sure yeah sure did for you, safety. Did you actually uh, manage to break traction, though? Did you manage to... A slide? little bit. I started to catch up, and then I wanted to back off. Yeah. Because, you know, a rental car, and I didn't yeah. really want to go sliding uh, into yeah. a tree. Yeah, actually, right, right, right. right. You guys say it on mic. Say it on mic. If you're going to say it, you guys say it on mic. Uh, I'm just saying that's exactly why you should destroy that car, because we, it's a rental. You've, seen, you've seen the Top Gear, right? <laughs> uh, you, you, no, you should be really... 
polite with the rental car. A, a rental car is the fastest car in the world. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which is? I thought the CTSV was the fastest production car. No, a rental car is. A rental car. It's a Top Gear reference. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that is. Although, you know, they're going to start putting like trackers in that stuff. Of so, so the thing is, on the way up here from SeaTac, I saw at least five state troopers on, yes. on, the, on yeah. five. Washington is yeah. a mess with I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. I mean, Carolina, yeah. we see, I see one yeah. every hour, maybe. That's something else I don't think the passengers fully appreciated is there is one stretch of Washington. There's some stretches in Washington where you can actually speed and there's no cops. And we were on one of those stretches. And like, when you are. When you are oppressed by an aggressive, monetized, driven police force that between here and 20 miles up the road, there will be six cops. It's it's excessive. It's excessive. And so when you finally get on a road that has no police, what are you going to do? You're going to go a little bit faster. I just want to point out that I got into my car this morning and I was alarmed to see a little sticker that said, this vehicle transmits data back to Toyota and is monitored to disable press this button. Which you did not press. I did not press that button before we <laughs> went on, before after mentioned <laughs> race, not race. No, casual uh, drive. Yeah, a yeah. stroll, if uh, you will. Efficiency optimization. <laughs> Two hundred kilometer per hour adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do kilometers. Car so hugs yeah. at speed. <laughs> I think two hundred kilometers is about thirty miles per hour. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something like that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Just sure. carry the one. Yeah. I believe you convert by just making up the number you want, and then no one ever calls you out on it. Well, that's what you did with Fahrenheit when you invented that. So. Yeah, yes, we did. Man, we never have to. When when these guys come in from town, we just come from out of town. We just never hear the end of it. I tell you what, I was getting a whole lecture on the metric system over lunch, and last night. Yeah. I mean, we just like to mix, right? You buy a two-liter bottle of soda and That's then a true. gallon of milk because is, we're crazy fools. That is very true. We, that, we, we imparted some British wisdom on you, though. Uh, a U.S. gallon is not equivalent to a real gallon. Right. I mean, an imperial gallon, right, sorry. Right, sorry. right, right, right. A U.S. Yeah. king yes. size bed is not a yeah. True. So I ordered a new, a new mattress when I moved yeah, here, yeah. and I ordered a king size because... I want to sleep like a king, obviously. Right, One does. And it's twice the size of my king-size bed in England was. It's actually in- enormous. It's huge. So uh, how, think, how are you and the wife adapting to American life? How has that gone? Sleeping on the floor by the sounds of it. Well, so it was, it was a challenge because for the first two months, Catherine was back in England yeah. oh. waiting for her green card to come through. Did you guys like Skype up and stuff during that time? Like, How yeah. did you stay in contact? Video calls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was hard. Yeah. You know, we've been together. Two for months is a long time. Twelve years, so you know, two and a half months was. Mm-hmm. I felt every day of that. Mm-hmm. But so I, I arrived uh, on the plane with two suitcases and a, and a backpack into this house with no furniture. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, hard. What and, did you do? And then so we arrived on the Sunday. And did you want to buy stuff without her? I had to. I Some bought, stuff. I bought the car without her. So well, that, was, that was a good call. That's one of the reasons I went for a GTI, honestly, because I had one in England. I knew what it was like. It was a known quantity, so I thought, let's just go for what I know. And anyway, because she she knew it as well. But the thing was, I arrived on the Sunday, and Hurricane Florence was due in North Carolina on the Thursday. So my first four days wasn't worried about emigrating and buying a bed or furniture. It was <laughs> how am I going to survive this hurricane, <laughs> the biggest one ever? And then. We woke up on Wednesday morning and it took a big turn south and mm. it avoided Raleigh completely in the end, pretty much. Um, so when you get this new place, is the ISP the first service you call you made? I actually, so, so I, I have this distinct memory 
sat in my lounge in London, ringing an American AT&T number. <laughs> Getting it before you even got in the country? Because nice. I could get gigabit fiber connected. So I, I arrived on the Sunday and the fiber was connected on the Monday. Well done. <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, I booked it six weeks in advance, so I was I was all good to go. Mm, well, I benefit from that fiber connection on a near daily basis these days. With, with uh, lots of Linux ISOs yes. via SCP. Yeah, via, well, really, well. And Plex streaming. And Plex yeah, streaming. Plex is pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, who was it? Alan, you just got into Plex. Yeah. Alan's recently got into Plex too, so he well, I can't compete with him. Oh, oh. I mean, I I bought a bunch of hard drives from Best Buy. They had these ten terabyte hard drives for one hundred and sixty bucks a pop. So I just oh. bought eight of them and shoved them all into a box. <laughs> and there you go. But I can't compete with this man. Were you getting off those about sixty megabytes a second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, tell me now. I mean, you share as much as you want to share, but you have a very efficient collection mechanism. Whatever you're using to back things up off the internet is very. Uh, so tell me about your system because, like, I'll, I'll fire up Plex and you'll have an you'll have three or four new series. Apparently, just like last two weeks ago, you went like on this Disney tear and got a whole bunch of Disney movies, <laughs> yeah. which is great for the kids. So, so uh, uh, I share it with with about twenty people. Yeah, um, a few of which are in this room. <laughs> um, and I get requests come in. So one of the guys I share it with at work, he um, he asked for his kids. Can I have all the Disney stuff? Yeah. And there is a Plex collection subreddit uh, where people post posters, artwork and all that kind of crap. Um, And I actually use that just as inspiration. So when I have nothing better to do with my time, I just... It's kind of fun. I do the same thing. Just go through and add it into this program called Radar, which... Oh, yeah. I've used Radar. Okay. Which grabs it... um, Good job you've got all that Red Hat money to buy all those uh, files off iTunes then, eh? Right, yeah, he's buying them. Yeah, so the thing is, right, I bought a Stephen Wilson concert on iTunes, um, who is the lead singer of a band called Porcupine Tree. Um, Really little esoteric guy, does some very complicated music that most people probably don't like. But um, I have bought this movie, and I cannot watch it because of the DRM. I don't want to plug my laptop oh, into know. the TV and Ooh, yeah. I've been there done that so I, I'm kind of on the fence about whether I just screen grab for two hours and just back it up that way but it's it's kind of infuriating really yeah that's it what so do you do I have a friend that uh, works for the US government and so he's paranoid about downloading things oh sure so he has an old-fashioned Netflix by mail subscription still and a giant queue, and he just rips the DVDs they mail him, and then sends yeah. them back. That's how I got all m- most of my Star Trek. Really, is yeah. I just did that. I Ooh, just that's clever. I just I, and then what I don't what I had Netflix. I bought. I have like, I have bookshelves full of DVDs, and I look at myself and I go, I'm never in my life for the rest of my life. I will never put another disc in a drive, wonder, unless I'm ripping sure. it. I will not put it to watch it. I wonder what he's using to rip those. Is it handbrake or something? Make similar MKB, to that? and then you throw it in a handbrake. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be FFmpeg under the hood, I guess. Oh yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, everything. Is. Is. Yeah, everything <laughs> is. Yeah. Oh, we gotta give Wes a hard time. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. we forgot about this. Bastard. Yeah, we've been hold on. Hold Show on. destroying bastard. What did this I is do? Good. We we saved it. We saved it for the live stream just for fun. Okay. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, hold on now. We had a mystery afoot. So uh, the BSC Now program was recorded in studio. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you to Wes Payne. Ran the board. He was our engineer for the episode. Like a boss. Created True. the frames. Got it all set up in OBS so we could stream um, uh, right here from the studio. And after we were all done, we have a special arrangement for the BSD Now program where Angela actually edits it because it's <laughs> video. It's our, it's our last remaining Indeed. full video show. And so it's a, little, it's a little awkward. And Angela edits it. And she does a great job. So to get the files to a remote editor, you need to convert them from the uh, uncom- well, nearly uncompressed ProRes format to H.264 of some kind. 
we learned what was it, Alan? It was like um, you yeah, can't. It turns out uh, the MP4 container type does not support 24-bit PCM audio in Little Endian. Right. Uh, uh, if you signed Little Endian. Right. Now, um, if you, I guess, if you use Big Endian, that'd have been fine. Uh, I don't know, but if you tell FFmpeg to make, uh, to just copy the audio from the ProRes into the MP4 container, it will copy it, but it. For some reason, incorrectly labels it as being signed Big Endian. Yeah, and so oh, when you really? play it, yeah. all you yeah. get is high pitched whistling and, and snow. white noise. Is yeah. that not what BSD now sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily, this is okay. So, so Wes, you know, Wes yeah. had renamed all the recording yeah. files to the segment, and we still have the source files. Yeah, and we had the source files yeah. for the main segment yep. and the roundup segment, right? And the feedback segment, right? So we had one oh. file. We had oh, so we had, we had two three files. Three files. But there was a fourth file. Yeah, so there's four output files, but only three input files. And I'm like, what happened? So there's a four. Yeah, there's four the MP4s, buffs. three source files. Yeah. Something's missing. I telegram exactly. Wes. I'm like, Wes, where's the cold open? We can't find it. And Wes like, I don't know. It should just be in the uh, source yeah. files. So I, I scroll through the, the command history in the shell and you know, nothing really about that file. And go to the other tab. And oh, that, uh, yeah. there's Wes typing rm blah, 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 <laughs> cold open dot mov. Oh, no. Shit, really? <laughs> Straight up just RM not. command, just, just nuke the That's file. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how you could prove it was me, because no, we no. all have access to that show. I saw you type it over there, too. No, I mean, I, I did an initial, like, FFmpeg test, so I must have just accidentally deleted the wrong file. Yeah, right. Like, did right. hit the MOV instead of the MP3? Yeah, yeah. Or MP3. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So yeah. this week's BSD Now is the only BSD Now that starts with no cold open and goes yeah. right into the intro. Well, sorry, <laughs> Luckily, we lost, like, 25 seconds of video, yeah. not one of the, like, 30-minute segments. If you're going to delete a segment... That's crazy. That's the one to delete. I can't think of the last file that's... I, I never... Del- I know. You know what I mean? I know, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't delete anything ever. You <laughs> know what you should have done, Wes? You, what you should have done was SCP'd it somewhere first. <laughs> I did. So so actually, the way we got the files to Angela was... And to keep my archive of... I have the raw recordings of every episode ever. Uh, we SCP'd him from here to my file server. You what? SCP'd them? You mean yeah. R-Sync? Mm. Yeah. No, I think he actually used SCP. I actually yeah. used SCP. <laughs> I saw well, SCP I at least recursive. once, too. I used recursive SCP, which okay. is the same thing, though. Okay. Uh, but yes, I'm just as guilty as anybody else of having finger memory. Yeah. Yeah, we've all done it. We've. I've, I have actually... I remember the biggest deletion I ever did was way worse than that. The biggest deletion I ever did was back in the day when I would, I would use different Firewire drives for different archives archive footage and I had a scratch disc and then I had my footage disc and I would I would routinely wipe the scratch disc because that was just render files and you know you wipe it out and you start over mm, yep. so I plug in my scratch disc and I bring up the old format and I wipe the file system and I set it clean I'm like good job me put it back on the shelf I go grab my footage drive I plug it in and there's all my scratch files <laughs> and I had I had gotten them mixed uh-huh. and I wiped my footage drive and I kept my scratch drive and I probably I probably wiped out three years worth of shows source files yeah, yeah. I, I did something similar. We uh, recorded this a webinar ago. for about ZFS one time, and so I had the recording on my computer, uh, on the computer I recorded it on, and I copied it over to the NAS, where I ran the FFmpeg to convert it, uh, so that they would be able to edit it. Um, and something went wrong with the conversion, so I canceled it, and I was going to do it again, and I accidentally RM tab completed the wrong file and deleted the source file. So then I was like. Frantically trying to like undelete the file from the SSD that it originally came was recorded to, and so on because I knew ZFS had already overwritten uh, stuff, so I couldn't get it back there. But maybe the disk on the recording machine, which was a regular file system, would be able to undelete. And I spent a long time trying to figure that out, and no success. <laughs> then, luckily, I remembered 
we live streamed it, so ah. we had the live stream recording from the scale engine side. Now, not quite as high quality, but right. good enough. At least you have it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at, least, at least I didn't have to try to redo that whole thing over again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yes, I, I, too, have fat-fingered the RM and deleted the source file so instead easy. of the destination by accident. <laughs> uh, don't you so. just wish you had infinite storage? Mm. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you know, uh, we were basically do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you do. Add everybody. We were over at lunch. We were talking about the fact that Apple pays thirty million dollars a month in their AWS bill. Um, but here's another. Speaking of Amazon, one one story I just wanted to mention before we get out of here, because just imagine this taking off. Picture it's Amazon today, but imagine this could be every company ten years from now. Amazon's system for tracking its warehouse workers' efficiency can automatically fire them. Well, you know, you know who I think we need here is uh, Tyler. Oh yeah, all right, go yeah. grab him. Yeah, 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 good call, good call. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, you might actually know. So there have been many reports over recent years about unpleasant conditions that workers face at Amazon warehouse. Yeah. So I think we've probably all heard those. Absolutely. Stories. Yeah, uh, but documents obtained by The Verge show that it's far more common than people realize, and they are people are fired due to a lack of productivity. Um, about three hundred people were fired at a single facility between August twenty seventeen and September twenty eighteen for efficiency reasons. And crucially, the documents show that much of the firing process is completely automated. Yeah. 100 out of how many? Well, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like 300,000 people. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you legitimately should fire people if they don't perform well. So I'm not arguing that. Uh, hey, Tyler, come on in here. Tyler is in here. Go, go right there. Uh, right there is the mic. Come on in here. Longtime community member. Tyler, you've been a listener for like 10 plus years now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, uh, we are talking here about uh, the documents by The Verge, the documents that The Verge have uh, uncovered, have shown that uh, Amazon warehouse employees are getting automatically fired by a system that tracks their efficiency. Like they're not even, it's not even a human decision. The system says this, this employee has dropped below a certain threshold, they automatically get fired. And I think it's the future of the workforce everywhere. Right. I have not seen anything like that at any of the facilities I've worked at. Now, is so. there a system that tracks how efficient you are? There definitely are systems like that because it's all computer-based. But How does that work? Do you check in? Are you walking around with a machine? Like, What's the actual like, day-to-day like, process of that? So it's basically tracking how much you're like picking in an hour or stowing in an hour. It's uh, checking that with the rate and then comparing that with what it sh- what you should be doing. What determines what you should be doing? What sets that bar? I'm guessing it's That's, like, the, you know, if, if you're in the bottom 10th percentile, you're not very useful. Is it, is it yeah. based on other workers or is it just a number your it, boss it, it's, sets? It's typically based on other workers. So if everybody were to slow down, would the average go down? I know, yes. Yeah. Huh. Is it stressful? I have not been on the floor in two years, so I cannot comment on that. <laughs> Do you feel like it might be for some of the people on the floor? Yes, Maybe. If, yeah. they, if they keeps going Knowing up, that you could definitely. be fired at any minute by a computer. Well, I mean, that may only be in some places, but like, imagine yeah, but, like a imagine a system like Uber that's tracking the drivers right. in real time. Like, you get real data on efficiency with something like Uber. So, is it like a handheld system, and people are scanning barcodes, and then the system recognizes how often they scan barcodes and tracks that? Is that what's functionally, or the how how functionally that would does be it know? the basis of yeah, basically yeah. any kind of a warehousing system that's tracking rates is it's based on that computer system how much you're scanning an right. hour, how much you're yes, how much you're scanning an yeah. hour. And that's probably you know you think about it, not it's not an unreasonable expectation to want people to be efficient. It's just what metric are they using, how flexible are they with it, and things like that. 
So a very long time ago, I used to work in a supermarket in England called Sainsbury's. And I, I remember being picked up for not scanning enough items through the checkout per second. So even stuff like supermarkets are, are micromanaging these kind of numbers to get some, you know, target. I used to work for the company that created the till systems and the back office systems for Sainsbury's and other groceries and I'm actually responsible for the algorithm that counts the swipes being I just don't like you with me. Sainsbury's actually have a facility which is a fake um, store where you have uh, random items that have to go through with actual till operators and they have to ring up to certain amounts or certain uh, specialised goods and that's how you profile like what the average swipe through rate should be. Hmm. So, so what I ended up doing was watching the 50 something year old women who'd worked their entire life at Sainsbury's and what they used to do is wait for everyone to unload the shopping trolley onto the belt, wait for it to all queue up and then go rather than one item at a time which is what I was doing just as a novice 17 year old, you know. Gaming the system because yeah, I think the biggest variability there is going to be how fast the customer unloads their cart. Right. You know, I take That's pride in being very efficient and yeah. grouping all the things on the belt in the order I, I want do. them in yes. bag. I do. Right. Are you like saying you do the, that? You yes, do that? Like That's all what the meats I do. go yeah. together, as all a, the canned goods go together. Person. All the frozen stuff goes exactly. together so they keep each other yeah. cold. And they cold it, yes, the frozen yep. stuff keeps the, the refrigerated stuff cold. Yep. Yeah, that's how I do it. I am too. shocked to learn you're that organized. Hello, man. You need to meet my wife. That's exactly what she does, and she makes me do it as well. I do it. I do it because it's just, it's good sense because. I want certain stuff in a certain bag and I want it together. Yeah, you it's put all just, the heavy stuff first. Yeah. And it's then just good put sense. all the fruit and vegetables together and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Why, why make it more difficult so for the bag? Squished. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, Any snacking food right out the top? Everybody knows that the dog food goes next to the bananas. You know, <laughs> and then all, any detergent or heavy soap that you might have, you just well, pour I, that on top. Tyler, thank you for sharing what you know about it, um, because it's an interesting story. It's in the news this week, and I think it does have wider long-term implications, so it's good to get some insights. Uh, I want to get a chance to talk to Chad. Chad's here. He's up. He's a Linux Academy training architect. Mr. Chad Crawwell, welcome into the studio, sir. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. It's Beautiful to be up here in the Pacific Northwest. How gorgeous. Mm -hmm. How gorgeous. I've never been up here before, and I don't know why. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's a beautiful mountain I know. beside so you. And it's very green. Picturesque. It might not be your last trip, then. Yeah. You should come up on a regular basis. I mean, you know, for reasons. I mean, we'll come up with reasons later on. I feel like but we should, it's, yeah. It's probably best not to wear a Microsoft T-shirt, though. Oh, no, no. Microsoft's all in now. They're going to be the key. Sachi Nadell's going to be the keynote speaker at Red Hat Summit, don't you know? So that's uh, or this T-shirt on purpose for a trolling. conversation starter. And <laughs> that's actually possible very, fisticuffs. That's so. very strategic of you, actually. So, can so. you reveal what you're working on right now? Can you tell us what you're? Can you say no? Uh, Sorry no, if you can't. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> I am working on uh, Apache Kafka. Oh, nice. speaking of uh, real-time analytics. Um, yeah, producers, consumers, and. All that uh, real-time uh, analytics of data that uh, you may get from payroll systems sure. and, and uh, shopping systems, which you guys were just talking about. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, Kafka's been just rapid adoption all over the place, right? It builds the sort of foundations of many data stores and processing libraries at a lot of large organizations. Yeah, it seems like it. It does seem like it. Yeah, just released the uh, Kubernetes certified uh, Kubernetes administrator course on Linux Academy. Yeah, round of applause for that. I agree. Yeah, that the is great. The official mm. announcements going out on, I believe, Monday. Mm. So we have we have you saying we have a little exclusive right now. Yeah, we got a little, a little, little bit. Yeah, boom. 
boom. The official announcement's going out on Monday, and uh, also another, I'll drop another. Do it, man. Uh, Let's do an exclusive right yeah. now. Right here on the Friday stream. Yeah, and uh, you may be able to get a, a little bit of a, a shortcut or maybe a helper uh, during the course. And has something something to do with our our new features that we had had recently released at Linux Academy. Uh, what are you talking about? Like sandboxes. Oh, uh, a little bit of playground, a little oh. bit of sandbox, cool. a little bit of that. Yeah. So hmm. well, there's a lot of great uh, kind of um, accoutrements to the the course that yeah. uh, go well with with what we have now and and all that. So yeah, people really enjoy it. So what are you following these days in the wider industry outside of like the training stuff? What are you following in general, like tech tech news wise? Uh, tech news, uh, actually following containers uh, and and Docker, going to DockerCon in a few days here. Oh, Elle's going Francisco. to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's very exciting. Um, well, so you're not following foldable phones that break. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm following. <laughs> I watched a video uh, just the other day. Uh, somebody opened and closed the foldable phone a thousand times, I think it was. And they just, I'm sitting there, one, two, three. <laughs> oh, man, I got some editing or something you could do if you ever got the downtime like that. <laughs> did you see that Samsung I didn't asked... watch the whole video. But... <laughs> okay. did, you, did you see that Samsung asked iFixit to take their tear yes. down, down? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yep. Samsung contacted iFixit and told them to take it down. Wow. Yeah. You know, they what a weird like, company. They didn't Why really, did they listen? They didn't really learn from the battery well, thing. The reason they listened was because I fix it obtained the phone through a partner, um, and they said we have no obligation legally to actually take this down, but out of respect to our partner channel, as in uh, we want more yes. stuff otherwise, in the future. Otherwise, Samsung's not going to give them stuff. Anymore. We don't want to burn this bridge. Yeah, that's what that yeah. is. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting because if you listen to Samsung, they'll tell you that it's a product that's been uh, 10 years in the making. But if you look at it just with your own eyes, you look at it and go, that thing looks rushed. It's got a gap when it's closed. It's got that protective screen on it that they didn't tell anybody it was a protective screen that anybody's going to want to flick off there. It's got, a, it's got a little spot that can collect junk on the bottom of it. Ugh. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't asked you what you think about the whole foldable phone thing. Have you, uh, by the way, have you gotten your new phone? West no, just... it was delayed. I saw, I saw Tyler, you just got yours, right? Yeah, right in your hand. Yeah, yeah. new Pixel 3 deal. So both of you jumped on the deal. Shipping. Oh, yep. and... Yeah, so they both jumped on that Pixel deal that happened yep. recently. What, just in time for the Pixel 4 coming out? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, I was debating on the Pixel 4, then I saw the half-off deal and I jumped on that. You know what? The Pixel 3 is a great phone, oh, yeah. and it's going to be fine for a couple of years, no problem. And my Pixel, like the battery broke, or the power button just broke, so I have to, like, if I want to restart my phone, I have to be tethered to my computer, and that just seems like an insane oh proposition. My yeah, right? I mean, thankfully, ADB exists, and I can actually turn so my phone on could you not do the double-click to get the camera thing either anymore? Was that gone too? Yeah, you know, no, the power button is just totally doesn't work. Well, I mean, it's worth... the the Wes, is a, Wes has a good eye for photos, so it's worth a camera upgrade alone for you, I yeah, think. Yeah, that would oh, And I mean, yeah. I, could, I could always, you know, sell it later, still buy a Pixel 4 if there's oh, any certain sure. advantage. I think you'll be very... Did you get... Oh, I know you've told me, but I forget. Did you get the XL, or did you get the... Just the... Uh, this oh, small one. That's the one yep. I got too. That's a good one. Is that what you have too? Gonna, yep. I didn't want that uh, big notch. No, for the regular. Perfect. It's a great yep. size. It's a great size. It's a great phone. I actually, I'm, I'm rocking mine right now too. I, I just love it. Well, look at you. I know. I felt like when you ordered one, I wanted to like. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's go back to the Pixel. We'll be matching before. Quite a bit taller than my Pixel Two XL. Yeah, it yep. is. Yeah. It actually ended up uh, being narrower than my uh, Moto X4 that I upgraded mm -hmm. from. I actually think the Pixel Three small. Is the perfect phone size for me. I don't know. Like, I went down from the Nexus 6 to the Pixel 2 XL. Yeah. 
And I'm like, was the six not, bigger? Having, the six is much wider. Ah. Uh, it's it's not really any taller, but it's a lot wider. Uh, so the screen has a different aspect ratio. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't know that I want to go smaller than the two XL. Like, really? I'm blind, so I need to try. Mm. It's funny yeah. when I see yeah. the uh, screenshots that people post when they've got the tall, thin, um, whatever aspect ratio yeah. it is. Yeah. I always get a little bit of like, um, I don't don't know about envy, but I feel like my you know old school sixteen nine or whatever phone <laughs> is just a bit old fashioned now. Yeah. It's like using SCP, man. Yeah. <laughs> or or X, XFCE. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, that's cool right now. Yeah, that means that all these things will be happening just a moment's notice. I made Wes try out Manjaro XFCE edition, too. What did you think of it, Wes? Oh, I mean, actually, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't. It, it was a weird combination of like pseudo stable arch. I don't think I would do it for a long term, but I mean, it was yeah. a very pleasant environment. But XFCE itself. Oh, I, I'm, I'm definitely an XFCE fan. Um, yeah. I, honestly, if I had a machine. It seems like a great fit for the studio or yes. the setup. Like, I just don't... My needs are simple enough on most of my day-to-day -day computers that I just haven't returned there because yeah. my other desktop environments aren't failing me. No, they're working fine. Yeah, but and you're getting I, the job done. XFCE is a great place to start, especially if you just want a, a system that gets out of your way. I was surprised by how many comments I got after the show. They were like, yes, yes. All of the things you said in the show, finally, finally. Finally, Chris. Like, I got so many, so many of those. Yeah. What, 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 Alex? What? So I loaded Manjaro with, uh, Manjaro with XFCE yeah. after the show. Yeah. Just to see what you were Going talking about. about. Yeah, although I'll have you know, I am actually using it on Ubuntu. That's my actual daily, daily drive. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, But I, I just wanted to try, because everybody says it's peak XFCE, right? Well, I switched to Plasma after Texas. I saw your oh. setup last, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. last year. And, um... I've stuck with it ever since. Yeah. But I thought I'd give XFC a go. And I don't really want him to hear this, but um, I kind of like it. I know. <laughs> I told it is, you. It is good. It right. is I, I think it's Wimpy's going to tell us exactly why I'm wrong and how good I'm. No, sorry. What, Marte? Marte. Yeah. What's this yeah. Marte thing? So, yeah, actually, it's, it's an interesting question. So, like, I thought it was amazing. Just, yeah, one, go ahead. Alex. One more point to finish yeah. XFC before we move on to Marte. Yeah. Um, the thing I noticed the most about it was on, on the ThinkPad under my fingers, it felt cooler whilst it was running throughout the day than it used to with Plasma. So I think oh. the fact that it's not using a 3D compositor yeah. is what's making it feel faster. And the me. fan in the ThinkPad actually turned off yeah. all day. I feel like my menus open quicker in Firefox and Chrome. The web pages pop up on the screen faster. Uh, Thunart launches before I feel like I've even... My, my fingers even come up off the mouse button. I feel like the file manager's up. And I'm trying to think about... I mean, so if I have a system with 64 gigs of RAM, and if I'm using Plasma Desktop, it's using 3 gigs. And if I'm using XFCE and it's using 200 megabytes, I still have more than 60 gigs of RAM free, regardless of which desktop environment I'm using. So it shouldn't be faster, and yet it's undeniably faster. Man, Poppy and Wimpy are so triggered by all I know, this. I know. So I, I want to. <laughs> and, and Poppy, you'll love this. I describe it as the difference between using GNOME Shell and Unity. It's, it feels like the difference of using GNOME Shell and Unity. I've gone back to Unity on my uh, really? my Entroware Athena. It's got 64 gigs of RAM. Your Entroware Athena or Wimpy's? <laughs> it's, it's been in my house a, for every year. It's now mine. There's a story. <laughs> Property the is theft. It's now mine. <laughs> there's a story. Oh, yeah. User error reference there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've switched back. So I, I don't think I have any machines running stock GNOME now. There, I've got Unity, Plasma, Mate. Uh, on the three right. main machines that I use. And, yeah, I, I we've talked about this on user error before, where you can kind of see the windows being drawn, and I value clicking on an icon and the thing appearing on the screen 
and I get that with Unity. Yeah. I'm sad that you know Unity 7 was deprioritized, and, yeah. but it's still in the archive, and I thought, well, let's just see if it still works okay on 1904. So I'm running the latest 1904, so all the kernel and latest video drivers and all that, but Unity. It's probably more up to date than XFC. Oh, um, so and you do you perceive a performance difference? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, you hit the button and see the thing appear. That's, that's how and I. And that's what you want. That's how I feel with XFC. But what I don't care about is RAM usage quite so much. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I just let that figure it I've out. I've got plenty of RAM. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's not the RAM usage, even though it so uses like, I mean, less I need memory. That, I need that other 32 gig to be able to run the Slack client, obviously. Yes, <laughs> and, and one Chrome tab. Right. <laughs> Bloody electronic. But, like, is some of it just the, it trying to do animations and stuff? Like, I know, like, with Maybe you know, older versions in, of Windows. Out. Yeah, yeah it's like you, like you want it, the Windows going to slide up and yeah. fade in and Maybe. stuff. Maybe. Like, Adjust I, for best I, performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Windows. Yeah. Just yeah. Turn all that shit off. It's like maybe it, keep smooth scroll, but everything else just needs to die. My my sense is because it's so broad. Because I I feel like I perceive it across multiple Electron applications, native applications. I, I feel right, like it's like they're all still using the. the it's got to be it's got to be a multi-factor thing, but I think yeah. you're right. I think in part it is there's no fade in, there's no draw on screen. It's just immediately as soon as X can throw it up on the screen, it's on the screen. Yeah. So there is that to it. But all right, now I've, I've, I've said my piece. Tell me what you think, Wimpy. Am I insane? <laughs> what do you think? So Joe thinks I'm triggered, and I'm really not. Um, first, first <laughs> you of look all, a little triggered. <laughs> well, only, I, the only thing I'm triggered about is Joe's now got three people to agree with him. <laughs> and, therefore, and therefore he thinks his whole world view, view, view is now shared by the so entire that planet. That is we the tragedy. We don't have video, but he, Whippy did kind of like jump out of the chair. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually moving to one side for Alan to come to the microphone. I, this, this is the tragedy of the situation, I give you that. But um, So I'm not going to say anything bad about another Linux desktop project because all... <laughs> All of the Linux desktop projects are all in it together. All of the people involved in the different projects speak to one another, communicate with each other, and we're all hopeless Linux desktop enthusiasts. And ultimately, I don't think we really care who's using what, just so long as people are using desktop Linux. Um, we, said, we have a title there, Hopeless Linux Enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we are, really. We are. You know, we're, we're just, you know, committed to this. But there's a big that said coming. That said, <laughs> um, I see lots of people, you know, following the hot new trends, right? You know, oh, I must use this distro, I must use Wait, this Wait, are you saying XFCE is the hot new trend? <laughs> no, I, well, it is, uh, no, it's the hot new trend because Joe talks about it all the time. A few other people have tried it out for the first time in a long time and gone, oh my goodness, You're this right. lightweight desktop yeah. environment is way, way faster than these... Um, so environments that have got are, lots are of desktop animations that, are in Are you them. saying that Joe Resington is a trendsetter? I am saying <laughs> that there are people in this room who are influencers <laughs> over a section of the Linux okay. desktop using community. And, you know, if you, if you say this thing is great, people will start using it yeah. and raving about yeah. it until yeah. you say, it's no good. you know, Ubuntu Mate is the fastest, bestest, you know, oh. distro you can oh. get. And then everyone will be using Does that this again. Line, According to Chase, Windows is the only path. So, so uh, should we come It's to some okay sort that of, Chase is wrong. If we want to come to some sort of financial agreement where... Uh, where you know, <laughs> I've been hearing great things about Ubuntu Mate yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody's talking about so, it. So, I, I've... I don't worry about it so much. I did. I did find it amusing when when we go to company sprints. We have 
all of our team sat around a desk and we're all using different flavors of Ubuntu, which might come as a surprise when you're at a canonical event that people work that work at canonical are using the official flavors as well and even like kde neon for example um and then a colleague of mine uh every sprint seems to start the sprint by wiping his machine and installing some new ubuntu flavor i would do that and i can just remember the expression on sergio's face when he installed ubuntu martin it booted for the first time and he looked at me sort of jaw dropped and eyes wide open this is fast and i was like <laughs> yes i know yeah you well, know and i hear people going oh you know i've got this problem with audio on this thing and i've got this problem with that and there's me quietly sat there just getting on with my work i never have these problems <laughs> just a reliable workhorse just getting stuff done well you know with regards to this xfce thing um we got a comment i'm not sure where it was youtube or something where someone pointed out that uh, with Marte, you guys rushed into the GTK3 thing. Oh, snap. Whereas XFCE have stayed mostly on uh, GTK2 and are very, very slowly moving to GTK3. And as a result, XFCE is more stable. We we rushed into it over a period of five years. Yeah. Whereas XFCE... Rush, rushing we were. Yeah, XFCE has taken <laughs> 10 years. You know. Yeah, relatively. Yeah, but their release the cadence is a release every two years anyway. So Yeah. But yeah. The, the point being that I have put... Ubuntu Mate on a few people's computers that I can't really support because I put it on a laptop, send it away, and then they just deal with it. And they come back to me with problems. And they're not the kind of people who are going to report bugs or whatever. Um, and so you're never going to hear about it. Whereas I do that with Zubuntu. And because it's so stable and just hasn't changed for how many releases, all of those little edge cases have been fixed, more or less, and so I don't get that pushback from them. Whereas, because you guys are moving more quickly, you are a more modern desktop, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you are relatively lightweight, but you are more modern and more cutting edge than XFCE, which isn't hard, to be fair. And as a result of that, there are some problems, just weird things like screens not turning back on properly and, you know, correct resolutions and, you know, so weird sort, edge cases. That sort of stuff is... Okay, fine. Um, there, is a, there is a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. Well, <laughs> when you say something like that, I just think that is something common that's shared at the foundational level of all Ubuntu flavors. So if but, you're but saying how, you have that problem with Ubuntu Mate and not with another one, I, I kind of am a bit dismissive. You got no that. words. You got no yeah, words for it. But why is it when that. I put Ubuntu on there, I never get, I never hear another word? We're quite a data driven company and we look at like uh, a significant number of crash reports or a significant number of issues reported by people who have common setups. One guy called Joe, who has a mate down the pub, is not a substantial volume of data to base a conclusion on. But I'm an influencer. (laughs) As we've established. Not with that T-shirt on, you're not. (laughs) I'll have you know, I'm wearing this T-shirt because I saw a picture of Dylan. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Joe is wearing that T-shirt because every time I see Joe, he is wearing that T-shirt. <laughs> the Dylan did wear a tie-dye, though. That yeah. is true. It's because I'm down with the kids, literally. Yeah. Who wore it better? Uncle Joe. <laughs> oh, it's Uncle Joe over there in the corner like wearing a tie-dye. That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> All right. I'll have, to give, I'll have to give Mate a fair shake. You're right. It's been a little while. It's been a while. Yeah. El, have you come in to defend uh, Gnome Pop OS, or have you come in to say, hurry up, I want to go get pizza? I'm with the pizza comment. Like, y'all are taking way too long. It's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. El, hold on. Now, get on there in that mic and tell me what you think of here about, before we get out of here, tell me what you think about the whole crowd here. How crazy is this? It is insane. I don't, how do you fit this many people into this small space? I don't think you can. No, I don't, I don't know how we're doing it. Legal. It's some sort of like uh, Doctor Who effect going on here. Do not tell 
the fire marshal. <laughs> <laughs> The studio is actually a TARDIS? So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a TARDIS studio. How else can you podcast, right? All right. Well, I think that's just about everything we have for this show. So, uh, Al, any, any, parting, any parting words for people that are going to ever come here for, like, next year? They're going to come out to Linux Fest. You're brand new to the area. Do you have any advice for people? Like, get, like uh, rental tips, uh, hotel tips, food tips. What do you got? Bring a chair, enjoy the environment, find a mountain. <laughs> wow, you nailed it. That's great. Yeah, and also, uh, I agree, bring a chair. If you're going to come to the studio, you definitely got to bring a chair. <laughs> bring your own chair and bring your own booze at this point. Whatever you need to be comfortable, just make sure you've got it. <laughs> we we are, don't have it. We are running out of all of the things. People in the chat room were asking, like, how, how, how are you guys doing the booze? Well, um, people just show up with booze. Wes showed up with yeah, some booze. That's what you do. It's People half past play. three in the afternoon, man. <laughs> are you are you complaining? Well, you can't be drinking this early. Technically, Joe, for oh, you and me, it's 11 o'clock in the evening. Yeah, Joe. I'm- uh, no, for you maybe, but I'm always on Seattle time. So ah. uh, so this is pretty... I, I might start drinking around this time occasionally, but no, I'm still well, on the Well, I, I definitely don't think we should be drinking uh, i just uh you it's know. friday i mean it's friday it's friday there you go it's friday uh yeah it's friday listen uh, when you're podcasting sometimes you gotta have you gotta have something to go with it oh right yeah yeah especially with something special west Payne brought in some apple cider i think i've drinking all of it so good good I, she's I mean, so bad it's good and it's got a grandma on bad there. granny cider. See that bad grandma on there she is bad you can go with the old texas saying it's five o'clock somewhere that's right we, we we have a saying like that up here Plus, like everyone, almost everyone here has been has flown in, and yeah. when you fly, you can drink at any hour. No one knows where you're coming from. There's just no way I can cope with all you bastards unless I drink. That's just what the truth is. <laughs> I, I did drink all of the vodka and all of the Jack Daniels on my flight. Yeah, you haven't drank all that Jaeger we got you though, have you? Uh, a little bit of it. All right. How is a little bit like half of it? Uh, maybe. Uh... <laughs> No, about just a sample. You're busting my balls, and you're over there polishing off of, polishing off a bottle yeah. of Jaeger on your own. Joe is a massive hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> having having been out on like a 14 hour <laughs> drinking session with Joe, massive hypocrite. Man, <laughs> look, I'm not saying that you don't drink loads. I'm just saying you wait until the evening to start. Yeah, no, that's for sure. You definitely want to wait till the evening. Don't drink during the day. Don't want to do that. Especially when you're podcasting. That's Especially a bad. at work, right? Woo! <laughs> it's during the business. During the business days. You don't want to do that. I'm not working. This is not work. I'm not allowed to work. <laughs> don't tell the TSA. All right. So show of hands. How many of you is the first time in the studio? Show, let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the people in the room, first time in the studio. Bigger or smaller than you thought? Well, the fact that I'm having to sit on Martin's lap really says how small this is. Yeah, but you guys have plenty of room. I thought that's how <laughs> your coat was all the, you know, you guys worked all the time. Th- there is that. I, I came up with a new slogan for JB after walking in here. Oh, yeah? It looks more professional than I expected. <laughs> Joker <laughs> Broadcasting. More professional than you expect. It's smaller than I expected, and you and Wes sit way closer than I expected. Yeah. Really? And it explains why. The audio pass over that you have yeah. to deal with? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, it blew- blew my Sorry, mind when Joe. I first came in here and saw that the studio is on the ground floor and for some reason in my head this studio is upstairs yeah but it's not and nope. it just my threw me completely. so I think Popey that might be because Americans call the first floor the ground floor is the first floor to them and maybe yes. he said that that's huh. confused me for like floor. six months yeah <laughs> that's probably very true I probably have referred to I, it yeah I get in the lift and I'm looking for G for ground and it's like oh no one which yeah. that should be the first floor the first one 
above the ground. You Americans. You're not, you're not doing a very good job of arguing this, Joe. <laughs> the first floor. The first floor upstairs. The first floor. I mean, you can go upstairs. You're just going to find my office. I might have my pants off. I mean, it's up to you. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what we got to do is we got to get out of here. Yeah, we do. So we're going to have a prolonged post show if you're watching live or listening live because we've got a ton of more people I want to bring in here. But I figured for the main Friday stream, we'd probably wrap it up because we gotta we gotta get out of here pretty soon. It turns out we have to do all the setup for Linux yeah. Fest Northwest still. Big crowd, right, Tyler? It's a big crowd, huge crowd. Yep. Yeah. What do you think, Wes? Amazing. Think? I was yeah. blown away. Especially, I, I mean, I figured I knew about some people that were gonna be here, yeah. right? And then I roll in, and this the whole house. I mean, we could hear it before I opened the door. I was like, yep. oh, she. Well, uh, if you're sticking around on the live stream, you'll get to hear from a few more folks. But otherwise, thank you for joining us. This is the Friday stream. Friday. It's Friday.